could be a universe where I am wearing red. I'm wearing leather pants. <laughs> Mr. Morales, moving in the dark. You're late again. Einstein said time was relative, right? Maybe I'm not late. Maybe you guys are early. <laughs> Sorry, it was just so quiet. Would you like to keep standing there, or do you want to sit down? Our universe is in fact one of many parallel universes happening at the exact same time. Thanks to everyone here at the Fisk family. I liked your joke. Really? I mean, it wasn't funny. That's why I laughed. But it was smart, so I liked it. I don't know. I don't think I've seen you before. Expect me to talk? Hello, and welcome to episode 191 of Expect Us to Talk. I'm Becca, and as always, joined by my fellow co hosts Chris and Dave. How are you both, fine gentlemen? Good evening, folks. Good evening. I'm just um, just wondering whether this film was influenced by The Simpsons at all, you know, because it actually has a spider pig. Spider the pig. Anyway, I'm not going to sing that this season. Yeah, although Peter Porker doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we'll get there. And I, I wonder if they had any phone calls from Warner Brothers yeah. saying, <clears throat> and also, like, you know. <laughs> Peter Porker is a bit of sort of 70s porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, go out. Wasn't he Starring called... Dirk Diggler and Peter Porker. Isn't he called yeah. Spider Ham? Spider Ham. Yes. But Peter Porker, Peter Porker. Is, the, is the pig under the... Can you, under can, the... can you imagine like referring yourself as a food, though? Like That's just like a bit of a... Like, and your cartoon <laughs> version of yourself. It's all yeah, about and... cheesy 50s puns, though, isn't it? That would be like me being called spider human flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, where does spider come from at all in that name? But we'll come to it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where if you, you know, look at that too closely, you just... It loses all its magic. In so fact, he be, just he have, you know. In fact, he should be called Pig Pig. Yeah, he should. Because if Spider Man, I would say Peter Porker sounds more, you know, sounds more fun. But yeah, Pig Pig is a if, bit. If yeah. Miles Morales had been bitten by a radioactive man, he's yeah, a big man, man man. He's a man man. Yeah. Or what if he was bitten by a radioactive pig? Man pig. Pigman. Yeah. And why didn't they go a stage further and have like a drunk one called Peter Puker? But see, this is why we're discussing the multiverse, because there's an infinite number of different speed reverses out there. So Yes, there is. This is actually something of a primer for what's coming with Marvel for people mm-hmm. who aren't soon. familiar with the concept of yeah, for the concept of a multiverse. Well we say coming soon, but Everything's been kind of a bit pushed back. We've still got a while to wait, but obviously Doctor Strange is going to cover the multiverse somehow with Sam Raimi, as we've discussed. Um, and we're not really going to know what that's going to be. Um, but as as for this film, um, I know when Spider-Man was, was sort of rebooted, both times he was rebooted, there was some conversation about it being Peter Parker again and would it be worth doing another version? And Miles Morales has has not been around that long. In fact, um, 
Spider-Man 19, uh, 20, 2099 has actually been around longer. Miguel O'Hara, who we see towards the end. Um, and it, it seemed to almost be a response, and I might have all my times mixed up here, but when they were going to reboot after Tobey Maguire, Donald Glover started making sounds about wanting to do it. I think he was half joking. And the next thing we know, they launched sort of a half African-American, half Latino, uh, younger looking boy as this character, Miles Morales. And I, I don't know if the two are linked. Um, and then we, then we heard there was going to be an animated one developed in concert with the live action stuff. Originally, it was going to be like a multiverse and acknowledge being in the same universe. And then they rode back on that. And I, I can't say I was filled with excitement because there hadn't been a decent Spider-Man film from Sony directly in, well, getting on for, well, 13, 14 years by the time this came out and certainly probably about 10 or 11 by the time it was announced. Uh, but then I heard um, we were going to have... Well, actually, we'll go on to the creatives in a minute because the creatives, obviously, Becca can tell us what we're covering and who's in it um, and who made it and all the rest of it. But yeah, the creative sort of stoked a little bit of interest, but I think this film was a, a huge surprise generally. Becca, what are we covering tonight? Tonight we are reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, starring, among others, Shamika Moore, Hayley Steinfeld, Mahashala Ali, Jake Johnson, Chris Pine, Brian Tyree Henry, Lee Tomlin, Luna Lauren-Villers, Zoe Kravitz, Kamiko Glenn, whose name I've misspelled, sorry, and Nicholas Cage, original music by Daniel Pemberton, script by Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman, directed by Bob Pesquetti, whose name I can't pronounce, Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman, and released in 2018 and 2019 if you're here in the UK. Can't wait, coming soon. Coming soon? What? Coming soon. <laughs> Several years ago. Oh, uh, yes. Um... <laughs> Very, no, for the, uh, um, for the for the multiverse. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, for um, the MCU multiverse. They certainly threw some talent at this. Uh, you got Phil Lord um, and Christopher Miller uh, producing on it. Phil Lego Lord. Movie fame. Uh, yeah, um, not fond of the Lego Movie, but well, <laughs> I'm only joking. Don't worry, I'm joking. It's a, it is a bit of a mess. It's um, a bit of a mess. It looks beautiful, but very flawed. I, still I, have, of fun. I haven't seen the sequel, but I, I did always think Lego Movie was way overpraised. I didn't for, bother for, for what I didn't it bother with this. Lego for, Batman movies on what, sort of lines. For the creativity of the Lego movie was it, you know I was it is principally just like a huge advert for Lego, it which, is. which I don't know why anyone's surprised about. I mean I'm not picking an issue, but I don't yeah. think it's not. It's not like, that great. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's actually really good for about half an hour. I'd guess I haven't seen it for a few years, but for argument's sake, the first half an hour or whatever, and then the plot starts starts falling apart, and then you find out it's because a kid's it's a kid's imagination, and I'm thinking that's almost like an inbuilt excuse to that's write kind of why an absolute it's so load of shit. Um, the best bit good though. The best bit of it is Batman, and then they spin Batman off into his own film, and there's way too much Batman in that. So <laughs> I don't. Uh, like... Yeah, Lego Batman film's quite good. Though. You know, um, it's a lot of fun. But they did the Jump Street films, which I liked anyway. And uh, Phil Lord uh, is writing on this as well. I don't know too much about the other creatives. It, uh, Pascal, I think it's Pascal Pictures. That's Amy Pascal. So I don't think Amy Pascal's with Sony anymore. So no, I, I have a feeling. This strikes me as part of her ex-deal. 
in that like okay i will go but in in association in addition to my severance pay i still want to be hands-on with spider-man or whatever mm. yeah she has creative um, control i don't know anything about the directors and i've been um too lazy to look it up i have a feeling this may have been either i think certainly at least one of them it's a debut uh, one of them, just glancing, did Rise of the Guardians, which also had Chris Pine in it, I believe. And I'm not sure about the other guy. Um, the writer, obviously, one of, one of the writers is uh, Phil Lord, so we know him. And then you've got sort of quite a, I mean, music is Daniel Pemberton. You'll know his name and you'll know him from a lot of sort of Ridley Scott stuff and a bit of Danny Boyle and stuff like that. Can't think of much of his stuff off the top of my head. But but then I just look at the 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 the, the talent in the voice cast and, and even down to quite minor roles. They've got quite a level of talent here. I mean, just aren't made like Lily Tomlin. I haven't seen Lily Tomlin in much for a while, but Mahershala Ali around the time he's winning Oscars and stuff. Hayley Steinfeld. Or Steinfeld. Um, Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine, definitely. Leif Schreiber. Yeah, yeah Leif Schreiber, I, forgot. I don't know how I left him out. Leif Schreiber, Top, oh my gosh. Small role for um, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz as well. And, and so on. Um and, and Nick Cage as and Nick Cage. And Nick Cage before. as Spider-Man. Well, there was a he was typically crazy role, but I forget the name. Back in there this was one, a there was a game back in the Xbox 360 era. I think it was called. I could look it up, but I'm I'm not going to bother. I think it was something like Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions, and it had different versions of Spider-Man, including Spider-Man 2099, um, who, by the way, at the in the sting at the end of this film is voiced by Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel O'Hara is that Spider-Man. Miguel, named after Miguel Ferrer. Um, Fun fact. Who passed away while we were recording one night. Oh, um, so sad. Uh, but we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Um, and, but Spider-Man Noir was one of the playable characters in it. And I've always had a fondness for the look of the character. I mean, generally speaking, Noir-ish is not in line with our Spider-Man, but actually having like a 1930s imprint of, of Marvel is is pretty. It cool. does look very cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And, and they've they've sort of animated him pretty faithfully, to be fair. Mm. Um, so they've got the yeah, look of it just down, haven't they? I think that's the that's the build-up to it. I think we were all a bit like, "What's going to happen with this?" They made it for 90 million, which was a decent-sized budget, and it ended up taking a little under 400. And I believe there are sequels incoming. So we'll see. I'm not sure when they've been announced for. I'm just going to have a look to see if, if I can see when that is. Because they've, they've announced it, but I can't remember if they've announced a date. Uh, yes, they have. April the 8th, 2022 was the original date announced, but it's now going back to October because of obviously COVID has pushed everything back. So we got a little over um, two years to wait for a sequel to this. So... That's that's it in terms of build up. Did you guys all sort of see it on release? I don't think you did, Chris. I seem to remember talking about this film on a summer review or something, and you did hadn't seen it or somewhere, and you hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen it till like it was on streaming somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, so I've only seen it the once since. Uh, but no, 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 I, I didn't see it on release. Uh, I think because uh, yeah, with like you know being like a busy time of because this was a uh, December time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, you know, you know, with you know, not putting too much personal life, but you know, uni and also you got like other like huge films. I think Aquaman was around the same sort of time. Yes. So I think I tend to just sort of watch went went and saw that, and then I just didn't get mm. never got round to it. It was one of those things. 
apparently the sequel's going to have uh, Japanese Spider-Man in it. There, there is a Japanese live-action Spider-Man series. It's kind of funny. It was, there is, amazing. Oh, it was kind of around the same time as the Nicholas Hammond one. Um, and apparently it's going to be in the sequel. But we'll have to see. Um, Cannot wait. Yeah, Becca, did you see this at the time? No, I did not see it on release. Um, I don't know what else I was doing at the time. Um, no, I think it, I sadly missed this one at the cinema. I kind of thought, oh, this looks right up my street. Animation cartoons, or you know, they're 100%. Plus the, the look of this film looked, you know, did look incredible. Um, very often with these kind of films, this is going to sound really, really cheesy, but I feel this film is actually true. Um, I often say it was like, you know, the comic book come to life on the screen, it, it leaps off the screen. This film is 100% that all over. Um, sadly, I didn't get a chance to see this one at the cinema, it passed me by. Um, so I saw it for the first time for reviewing this film. For all its flaws, loved it 100%. I just completely fallen in love with the look of this film um, and the sort of the self-shaded 3D style as well. Although there are some problems with the 3D animation. Um, they obviously don't really work well on a non, non-3D screen, sadly, on the 3D TV. Um, but yeah, I did. I missed this one at the cinema, but thankfully got to see it on the home release. In, in really all honesty, I, I saw it um, theatrically, and I thought there was something wrong with the fucking projector. Oh no, really? Did you because see it 3D or, or No, no, I saw, it too, I saw it 2D, but it looked like they'd accidentally put on like a 3D version. Yeah. Because the background has that kind of slight splitting effect mm-hmm. um, like you need to stick on 3D glasses and I, I thought it must be an error and then the filmmaker said it was deliberate and i tell you what this is a much more pleasant watch on a small screen which is usually the opposite of what I'm all about because it was it was distracting and it just looked like the equipment was broke and when, when you say later that's an artistic choice I'm, I'm sorry that was a really bad one um, there aren't many bad artistic choices in this film, but that that was one of them. Um, but apart from that, um, it, it, I mean, the, the sort of style of the film's great. It's got a bit of everything in it. It's got a bit of comic book about it. It's got a little bit of 60s Batman about it. It's, you know, Zach Palpuff. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it, looks-wise, I had absolutely no problems at all. I think all I would say is, um, well, I'll get into first thoughts properly in a minute, but I, I think it drags after about halfway for me. I really loved the first half today. I think the biggest criticism, I could only ever damn it with faint praise in that I came out and was staggered to see five-star reviews everywhere. Because I just thought I'd seen a, an all right start in a Spider-Man film. <laughs> like people have seen a different film. <laughs> but it was one of those. <clears throat> I've had a few of those in my life, and uh, you know, the Lego Bat, the Lego movie was one of them. The Lego Batman films, one of them. Jurassic Park's one of them. There's, there's a handful in my life where I've just gone, where did all that come from? But there was nothing really negative to say about it. I came out and I was like, that was all right. It certainly was more cohesive than the Lego film. And it had some really sort of cool comedy in it. I think it had a really good internal voice in it. I mean, Chris mentioned last week watching um, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. And I I watched a little bit more again this week. And you've got the character talking in his own head. And it's done so much better here on the big screen with proper writers. Um, 
but it was a bit unfocused and it was a bit too long and it was a bit too knowing and the action in the second half I didn't really care I hated the design of the um, Wilson Fisk I thought he, that, that making him that big was utterly fucking ridiculous and distancing Mm. And I, I kind of knew the plot about the multiverse was to get his wife back, but I, I kind of lost the plot on the whole sort of USB thing. And I just came out going, I'd love to watch more of those. I think that's proven to me Sony can do something with the character because Sony had been disappointing for so long. But like anything else with studios, firstly, there's a turnover of executives, but secondly, it is about who you hired. You know, they decided what they wanted it to be and hired the right people to deliver it. I think but I think I... I've got a feeling there's probably less pressure on this than say like a live action one as well. There's that as well. It's got a bit of a sort of Elseworlds thing to it anyway, in literally speaking, because it is kind of an alternate dimensions and so on. And this is de- this is definitely Miles Earth is not our Earth. You can see when we get to Times Square later on. We'll mm. talk about some of that in a minute because there's so many little visual things to pick up. Oh god, yeah, literally, it's one of those films. There's so many Easter eggs that like you have to. It does. It really does work on like multiple multiple viewings. Yeah. Like every um, scene, you pause. There's so much. Like, there's lots of references to like to um. Oh god. Shaun of the Dead. I spotted so many different like horror films, so many different um, other animated cartoon, you know, cartoon series, Marvel, and otherwise. Interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a. Um, wasn't it a zombie version of Shaun of the Dead? No, not a zombie version. What was it again? I forget what it was now. I've, I'm, I noticed a zombie the version of Shaun of the Dead. No, that is, <laughs> what was that then? No, I realised. I realised what I just said. It's like. It, no, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's from Dust Till Sean. Dust Till Sean, that was it. <laughs> Amazing just, puns. I've just got like this the image of like of, of this like uh, film producer sort of like doing a pitch meeting, sort of like right. Imagine Jaws, right? But with, with a shark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know what you mean. It's fine. It happens to all of us. But this time the shark looks less than realistic. <laughs> this time the shark um, isn't good. Sorry, it was from Dust Till Sean, and like. I want to see that film. And and the Coke is like Coca Soda. <laughs> um and and did you know it's red man group yeah it's a blue man group of, yeah um brands obviously they can't so was it obviously my... sony that, that's that's where the big um product placement is going to come from um so other kind of brands will name names are going to be kind of slightly tweets or pun <clears throat> punning yeah. uh, names or slightly different you know so yeah so you've got it's not our world and and all the other Spider-Man, we'll get we'll get through it scene to scene in a minute because they deliberately evoke Spider-Man and, and make it clear it's not the same. So you're probably right. No pressure on it. Um, very keen on diversity. Uh, there, I've got some questions about some of that in a bit, like the family connections and stuff. Um, but they really did make a film that Spider-Man can be for for everyone, and I I really enjoyed it to a degree. In that, like, 45 minutes in, today particularly, I was like, yeah, I'm having that epiphany with it now. I'm really, really getting this for the first time. Because first time I thought it was okay. I watched it again a little bit, you know, a few months on and thought it was okay still. And then I watched it today and and certainly for, like I say, about three quarters of an hour, it was like the best experience I've had with it. And probably the best Spider-Man film we've covered in this run. But by the time they get to like 
stealing that computer and everything and um doc ock's daughter it's um yeah i thought that, that was a nice twist i thought uh, that's Catherine Hahn. We, you've seen mm. her in loads of Judd Apatow stuff. Like um, she was in Step Brothers and that, as, and so on, and um, Anchorman. So is that actually Doc Ock's daughter? Because I thought that was just like um, the, that a universe's different... version. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I said daughter. I think I was struggling for the name Octavia, so I just went Doc Ock's daughter. <laughs> I don't know if it's her daughter, to, his daughter. To be honest with you, I'm just going to look that up because you and that particular Doc... and that particular. Um, you know, Though, I, I suppose age-wise, I suppose it would. It could be that that sense, and then Doc Ock never came Doc Ock. It was his daughter came Doc. Ock. You know what I mean? I could could be that in this universe. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, it, if you look up Doc Ock on Wikipedia, it'll say Catherine Hahn voiced a female character, a version of the character in da 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 da. It, it, it could so, be either. I mean, that's what the wonderful thing about the Spider Verse, isn't it? it? It could be split into any infinite number of realities. So, but even, even so, I think that's, a, that's an interesting twist on the character. And obviously, obviously, you know, we see yeah. Spider Girl, Spider Woman. But, but, but uh, from then on, we, we, but from then on, we move away from character more towards plot, and I don't find the plot that interesting. And I, I don't like Fisk. We we needed less bo- less bulk and more face somehow. Um, yeah, you got the other way around. And so. I'm not I'm not quite sure about his Herman Monster Billy Idol fucking sidekick. He <laughs> does look a bit like, um, like a Billy Idol fat top. Who was that meant to be? Was that meant to be our character? I've no idea who that is. Um, I mean, I was you know I did recognise Prowler and stuff like that the first time round. I'm not a super expert on any of this stuff, although I recognise. I'm not familiar with the, with the Prowler character, so it was. That's like I, some of these. I feel bad, like some of the, like the super, you know, Spider. I'm really familiar with like the main sort of trio, three or four characters, um, but in terms of like, I'm probably not that well well versed in the Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, as as you guys, so I shall defer Olivia. to your knowledge. Yeah, Olivia Octavius. Um. Ooh. I don't know what to make of that. There are voices in it. the voice. The, the the choices they've made are re- really good, distinctive, strong voices. Like they've tried they stuff. Having said that, um, especially some of them might not have done voice acting before. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite interesting when you see um, Zoe Kravitz playing Mary Jane Watson, but it, it works. I, I I would not have recognised her voice. But um, yeah, as it gets more into sort of plot. I start to lose a little bit of interest. It just get a bit messy halfway uh, along, the, doesn't it? The final act is just too long. You know, when they get it's one of those films tr- that has multiple endings. It kind of when ends they, several when times. They, when they try to stop this hadron collider, I chewed out of that action sequence entirely because it just went on forever. Mm, skip. Um, so it's it's half a great film. For me, as my opening thoughts, it's the best first half of a film we've covered in this run it's the best first half experience i've ever had with this film i think this is either my third or fourth viewing and i've always thought it was a three-star film i I wouldn't argue with four five fucking baffles me um but it just dropped away quite dramatically that it was i was kind of pleased when it was finished um i i like it though in that i, I like the character i like the visual inventiveness i like the quality of the writing the the dialogue is strong um i'm interested in this guy and or this kid and his family um and i'd like to see more but 
as a first entry, this is not quite as good as its hype for me. But certainly, I got a fair way into it going, I get it now. I get it now. This is really good. And that's the best. That's all I really want to say at this stage. I, I th- would, would it be fair to say it's more of a case of a film you admire rather than love? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You admire it from afar. Um, although most films I feel that way about, I'm emotionally somewhat distanced from. Think Seven, Taxi Driver. Um, there, there'll be others, but they're, they're the ones I can sort of think of off the top of my head as the two real prime <laughs> examples of films that I cannot deny. Are, I cannot deny great, but... I just cannot warm to and, and actually objectively don't like. Yeah. I think I think the first and a bit like you are with Raging Bull and I'm not, but it's the first fifty minutes of this film I felt connected to the character. So it's not quite the same experience. It isn't. Um I'm somewhat yeah, I'm I'm much warmer on this film than that. But I don't know what it is about Lord Miller's work that the second half kind of always seems to drop away a bit. You know, they they come out of the gate with a really strong concept and it just kind of wears out its welcome. I think this would have been better at 90 minutes, to be honest. Yeah, Lord of Miller haven't really done... You know, I mean, it's probably for the Star Star Wars thing, but they've, they've not, like, actually directed anything for a good while now. 22 Jump Street last thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked both of the John Street films. I mean, when they were announced, I was like, can't see this somehow. And they were both really funny. Um, Other ones I don't think I've seen. I need to get on it. uh, I mean, I know know Chris and I had slight disagreements on the relative strengths of the two of them compared to each other, but they're both funny and both worth seeing. Um, Very funny. I can't think of... What was the film? There's very few comedies in the last 10 years I've been really pleasantly surprised by. The Jump Street films was one. Good what Boys. Was the other? Good Boys was one. Yeah. And there was one that on paper I was supposed to fucking hate. It was The Rock and Kevin Hart. What was that film? Oh, was that? Uh, oh, that's... Oh, uh, Central Intelligence. Yeah. I, I could not believe I was laughing quite heartily at most yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, that was a pleasant surprise as well. Um, so no, I'm a lot warmer on this film than than the films I traditionally feel that way about. But I just don't think I'll ever love it in the way that the, the sort of general public love it. I, I just think it's a it's half of a really great film. Becca, what do you think? Uh, I feel a bit deflated actually. <laughs> Why have I, have I just have I just taken the air out of your sails? No. <laughs> no, I'm just. Because I ate recently, so I'm a little bit like, oh, I've had a big meal. So I just feel a bit deflated. Oh. Um, no, I mean, this film was really quite badly flawed. Um, it didn't flow um, as far as, well as it should do. But I think it's one of those films where it's very much all style and a little bit of substance. I mean, it looks great. A lot of love has gone into, certainly in the animation, like the cell shading look of it, sort of 3D CG effects as well. Um, I think there's also a bit of motion capture in there, so, I, so I've been doing my reading. Um, and this is also one of the most expensive um, and uh, of the animated films that they've produced. Um, and also it's probably the most populous, like the largest number of animators they've ever had working on um, an animated feature film. 
Um, so they really have pulled out all the stops for this one, production-wise, for sure. Um, and all the money is kind of on the screen. I mean, some of the script elements are quite interesting. Um, I would agree with you about the villain character. It kind of does have a quite a scary... Um, what's the word? Kind of dominating look about him, but then obviously he's meant to, but he does look... look you know, just look like a giant circle, essentially. Um, I suppose meant well, to be quite in- intimidating is the word I was looking they for. They haven't exaggerated the dimensions of anyone else. So well, it's no, a this really is it. odd Everyone choice for one well. character. I would say similar to um, the Andrew Garfield spider costume. Um, the character of, like, even, like, you know, when you compare the different Spider-Men, um, they all look a bit different. But you can tell yeah. they've all kind of got, like, slimmed down, sort of limb, uh, longer limbs, um and they're kind of this like also obviously people are individual, but they're all slightly different shaped. Um, and when he's actually when Miles Morales is actually bitten by the spider, you can tell like his arms become a little bit longer and more elongated. Um, but he still kind of retains that kind of athletic athletic shape to him. Um, yeah, I mean, this, you know, it looks amazing, but it, for me, it just kind of I was you know blown away by that really and too busy enjoying the visuals and <clears throat> especially with the, the Japanese character and the big Sailor Moon vibes. Obviously, that was a really that was a key um, choice on the part of the animators that, that the look of her was, <clears throat> excuse me, was um, influenced hugely by Sailor Moon, um, which obviously is a classic anime if you grew up in the 80s and 90s um, and still going today, I believe. It's still, a class- um, it's still a classic, even if you didn't grow up in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> no, generally, you know, if you, if, yeah. if you know really into animation or anything like that, then, you know, basically all over Sailor Moon and, you know, my, my cousin sort of loved it when, when she was growing up in the 90s. So it was nice to be able to pass it on onto her, which was, you know, which was very nice. Um, <clears throat> and I've enjoyed various iterations of it, you know, as, as, as time has gone on. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to Spider-Verse. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't really, really enjoy this film, but a lot of what I enjoyed had to do with the look of this film. Um, plot-wise, it wears a little bit thin. Um, it does have, it ends many times, um, has has multiple endings. Um, obviously, as there there is a multiverse, um, but I loved all the various iterations. Um, and also, there's a lot more that the film could cover. Hopefully, that'll be done in um, that'll be done in the sequel. But um, I enjoyed Nicolas Cage as, as you know, noir Spider-Man, Spider-Man noir. Um, oh, I'd love it, to watch this. I'd love to. Watch I would love Spider-Man to see a series of that. Film. That'd be quite cool. Although I kind of felt yeah, he was dialed in yeah. a little bit this time around. Like a Disney Plus or something, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that it will come on there eventually. So, but I kind of felt like he was he dialed back slightly, which is which is good, I think. Um, Spider Ham, hilarious, ending up Froggy the Pig. I couldn't remember his name there for a minute, but I wonder if they're going to get slapped by Warner Brothers, you know, saying that's all. Can you legally say that? <laughs> yeah, Peter Falk, I think it's probably who's going to get. There's, pre- um, there's precedence for all of those. I certainly thought they had two characters too many. Because I think, yeah, I think it's, it's quite busy Peter as well. Paul there was all the amazing visuals. They tried to pack quite a lot in. Japanese one is a bit. It's all a bit much. It's a bit we, much. Right? It's like, like right, how many like, characters can we cram I, in? I like the two versions of Peter Parker and Spider Gwen and Spider Man Noir, and and maybe you got to throw more in for the sort of concept of what you're doing. But of course, it get, it just gets a bit unfocused towards. That it does get a little bit busy, but it's fun to see, you know, and it's interesting to see all these different styles and that as well. Um, and then, when, as you say, Dave, as we have uh, Spider-Man um, from the Japanese, um, oh god, I can't remember the name of, of the series, but never mind. Um, but from the 70s, <laughs> that'll be quite interesting again. Yeah, in the next one, yeah. Uh, Sentai, a, that was it, sorry yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. my credibility yeah. is going down. I suspect Miguel O'Hara will be back as well. You wouldn't yeah, just get Oscar Isaac in to do one minute and that's it. 
Well, that's it. You know, he's he's got his line in it, and he, you know, keeps his hand in it definitely. But yeah, no, everything um, about this film has to do with the the, the look and um, and the style and how they you know how they made it as well. Plot wise, it's okay. I would say animation five out of five. Plot wise, three out of five. Um, yeah, I'd go along with that. <laughs> and the character work somewhere in between. I like quite like the character work for the main characters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I say, I'm not, I'm not sort of familiar. Obviously, only they kind of chimed in when when um, the the Spider-Man mantle was passed over to um, Miles Morales and that kind of stuff. So I, I wonder how you know. Would you say it's being a fan of the comics? Would you say it's kind of fairly faithful? Um, I've to, read very Miles little Morales of Miles Morales. I do know that it's relatively faithful, though, in terms <laughs> of um, uh, well, some of the costuming is varied. I mean, that that color palette and logo and stuff is is sort of right. Mm. Um, but obviously, it takes a while to get to that in this. It, it's a little different, but broadly speaking, the familial ties and his ethnic uh, mix is correct. The skills are correct. He doesn't have the exact same skill set as Peter Parker, but it's broadly similar. As for when he was bitten, I've no idea. I don't think I've read that. I don't, I don't think I've... Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, he was bitten by a spider, but whether, whether, you know whether it was sort of tagging some wall, I don't know. So I can only comment to a limited degree, but actually a quick Wikipedia sketch would uh, look, would search, would sort it out. You could just have a quick look, and I'm sure it would say, this is what happened, then this, and he found he had these powers. But yeah, um, slightly different from Peter Parker, but could do more or less the same stuff. Yeah, I'm just reading here. Uh... Yeah, something to do with uh, someone at Oscorp uh, using a something using Peter Parker's blood a steals the form of to process one of the spiders created by Marcus crawls into the Prowler's duffel bag. Yeah, so it's kind of basically sort of similar because Prowler is as well the uh, uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and as you can see, if you're looking at Wikipedia, that artwork there in the top right hand corner is you can see how that differs from what you see in the film, but it's broadly the same spirit. Mm. Um, I've always liked that look for Spider-Man. I wouldn't want to see it on Peter Parker because Peter Parker's look has been too established. But as a variant, that would be absolutely fine. Yeah, I think you know, Peter. You know, the the Peter Parker suit that suits Peter Parker. You know, this suit suits Miles. Yeah, it does. So it's it, it it's does. more of a it's more of a reflective of them them as yeah. characters. Though, I, I, yeah. Though, yeah. what would you say is the main difference between the two, though? Broadly, you know, like you know, in terms of Pete, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, um, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's quite. Um, well, I mean, if you're on about skill set, it, it is that invisible thing, the camouflage thing, um, and the sort of blasts he can do. Um, I'm a little confused by a few things in this version because uh, not not majorly because, like I say, I know Peter Parker infinitely better. Hardly read any Miles Morales, but. I've been able to answer a couple of your questions, so I've obviously, like, obviously know some of it, and I've obviously read bits and pieces. But uh, what confuses me is a couple of things that it doesn't establish in this film how that is a radioactive spider. I'm not quite sure. Whereas, like, where it, it came from? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm not sure. It's not a major thing, but I don't know if that's his father or stepfather, because morale is is the mother's name. Um, that's the Hispanic name. Uh, mm. Or Latino, rather. Not exactly the same thing. Um, it does say 
Miles's father. Yeah, it's painted as as his father, and uh, he clearly loves the child. But at the same time, step parents can love their stepchildren. That does happen. So I don't know, but definitely he's taken the mother's name, which is an interesting wrinkle. Um, maybe father came along a little later, if you know what I mean. You mm. know, he came back into their lives or whatever. I don't know. Um, so if the if yeah, the main difference for the character to me is uh, he's not like grief stricken in the same way it's not a mission in the same way it's more of a sort of cool thing but I, I've not read enough to comment more than that in terms of his personality I'd, I'd be interested in seeing more I'd be very interested if they either did more of these or the next time we get an animated series it's Peter, you know Miles Morales not yeah. Peter Parker keep Pete, Peter Parker for you know live action but even then we got a multiverse coming. If you want Miles Morales in that universe too, fine. He's always looked smaller and younger to me. I think that's the other difference. And I don't know if he's just from a smaller sort of gene pool. Some some people are small. Or whether he's younger. Um, it, the film doesn't make that particularly clear either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's meant to be like 13 instead of, say, 16. Um, looking at it here, I think he is younger. Yeah, I think he's 13. So maybe that's it as well. You know, um, there's something, it, it is more like a child, whereas Peter is a young man. So yeah, that's it really. I'm, I'm far from an expert, but I like the differences. I like that it's not just now and again you'll get somebody else in you know play batman for for a year or whatever in the comics you know be it dick grayson or whatever and they just look like batman and you th no this is just the next spider-man a different spider-man for a different world um and that's great um the other thing i wasn't quite clear and this sounds really daft is were his webs um organic in this film <laughs> I couldn't tell. I don't remember him making anything. Um, no. That's a question. He had. They're not organic in the comics. In the chase, in the chase scene, he's actually he's got some wrist device, hasn't he? He's got a yeah. Spider-Man bracelet, which we'll see All right. in, in one of the sequels. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, he was a, uh, especially towards the end, he was given his own from uh, Aunt May. Right. Okay. I, I, that passed me by because he was using them earlier on. In the in the forest and stuff, and it yeah, was just he, like... he had what they have what they have one each because I think they they start, they start ring. Um, I think I remember they they start swinging together with the brief. I'm sure they have... start swinging together, <laughs> hanging out, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out in car parks. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's that's dogging really more than swinging, but you know, don't take my word for it. Ask an expert. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, spider dogging will take place in, in the sequel presumably <laughs> spider yeah. dog spider dog I, I, I was i was bitten by a radioactive swigger and now I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay chris sorry you on to you what did you think yeah i'm kind of, i'm kind of like similar as, as everyone else really when i first saw it, it was, uh, you know this came on uh in the clip at the end of venom and I wasn't too sure about it because just because the animation just seemed a bit too much. Like you know, too busy. It, yeah, too busy. Like, I I I appreciate I appreciate the the different 
the you know the the attempts be different and like be creative but i was like I, I don't think i could watch a feature length of this this just looks like just way too much sort of might even give me a headache so that, it might be that that put me off as well um you know, initial on release um at home i can only speak on home uh, I, I didn't have have a problem though i do think sometimes especially when you get towards the end the animation does is allowed to uh, go go all out and it can get a little bit lost and confusing because you just basically sort of just swamped with this sea of colour I you quite know, agree, in, I think in, that's in, half the reason I tuned out Chris, because I was just like it's not like I couldn't look at it it's not like Quantum of Solace on the big screen where I was almost getting fucking dizzy hmm. um, but it was definitely like you start looking away a bit and, it, and it, it, as much as it's not I can't look at it or even a conscious thought of I don't want to look at it. The fact I've due- tuned out tells me I probably was finding it a bit excessive. But I think one of the issues with it, though, is it. I think it's like you, you lose your place in that universe. Like you, you're not entirely sure what the, where the characters are because you have no grasp of where the, where they are in the room. So do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And I don't know whether that's like it was intentional what they were going for. Or whether the characters are meant to be feeling that way because because of yeah. all this kind of shit that's going on, but yeah. I think that also help. You know, you, you kind of think, oh, there's the the there's some light. I'm 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 guessing that's where they need to be. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit. Yeah, and I I it's all a bit nebulous. I mean, you can sp- explain it to me. I'm sure a bit like the web shooters, I've missed something or not really concentrated or something in places. But I also know that around the sort of one thirty one thirty five mark, I kept looking at the sort of timer on the machine because I was like, this just feels like it should be ending now. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to slate this film. I didn't not enjoy it. It's just people talk about it like it's flawless and it it's kind of not, but yeah. But, you know, yeah. they did very well. I think they did really well with the characters given given it is animation, given it is kind of a variant mm. Spider-Man. And whilst, you know, diversity in parts of the world, there'll be people who prefer this Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales generally, just as all incarnations have got their favourites. But because in pop culture, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, this is a variant. This is kind of a little, you know, the fact they put it in animation as well, it's something you could almost go and see as a little palate cleanser. Mm. So the fact they made me care to some degree about this kid was... Quite impressive. Yeah, and it's they, they do really well, especially with the 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 Peter B. Parker. Yeah, um, I don't know what the B stands for. Maybe rather than A, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the 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 the, the, the characterization in, in you know in in terms of like how that all comes together, especially when it terms of sort of like just just letting your instincts go and just trusting oneself. That you know that does relate quite well, especially towards the end, um, and I think mm. that's probably where the central heart of is heart heart of the film is really is it it gets along with that. Uh, it in terms of it's it works as a really good origin story for Miles Morales. Uh, you kind of see the overlap. I mean, yes, he's you know Peter Parker. You know, he hasn't quite got the tragic backstory of Peter Parker, but then he you know he has a similar sort of thing. His uncle's basically like Uncle Ben. Even though it's yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah, different, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he's already got his powers by then as well. Yeah. So it, it, it's all a little different, but it needed to be. You can't just have, yeah. you know, you can't just have like Uncle Steve and it's the same story. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Uncle. Uh, I was living with Uncle Steve and Aunt Betty and it's the same story. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be something different. Um, yeah, it does a really good job with that. I just think the the least favorite part of my of the film is when the last forgetting Spider-Man Noir because I just love the design of him. When the last three Spider variants arrive, and then we go very it, it suddenly from then I'm less interested and it feels too full, and it goes towards the plot which I don't really care about. I'm interested in the first forty five minutes, so I'm interested in Miles and Peter B. Parker. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Do you think it's a bit... Do you guys think it's a boy a bit too knowing of itself? I mean, when you have like a cartoon pig in it, I mean, no, it's a cartoon anyway, but it's got a cartoon pig it's sort of, that says all oh, the kind of like break like the fourth walls, like, you got a problem with cartoons, eh? You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, do you think that kind of just maybe just a bit too much, like, you know, jump the shark a little bit, or do you think... The only thing I thought when that line came out was, in universe, is this? Are they all like live action people, and that's a cartoon? I don't know. Um, I definitely think there's a degree with Lord and Miller. Full stop. Of that, I think they're. I think they're very proud of themselves. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. I think mm. I think they you know they do look and the characters could almost look at the camera and say you know. Did you, Clever, Did you get Clever, that? Did you get that? isn't it? And wink. Um, but I don't want to slate it too hard. I'm making it sound like a bad film. It's far from that. Oh, we do that all the time, though. <laughs> well, make, make good films sound like shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. No, we just struggle to praise things like unreservedly. And I really struggle with this one. It's got extraordinary design. I mean, the, the number of... Um, I mean, Becca was saying about traditional cel-shaded animation... Um, you've got, you know, comic book panels, you've got that internal voice, even the font they use in it is what you see in not the speech bubbles, but the little sort of thought bubbles. Mm. Um, there's even when he was sweating in front of Gwen, it looks a bit like Archer. So there's loads of like, there's just so much, this is bursting with ideas and that that's great. But anytime they do anything plot, I don't care. You know, I, I, I was quite happy with the two hours of the character work. But again, all these films, when they do origins, they have to cram in some superhero fucking plot, and I don't care. Here's a thought, though. Like, so this is this isn't like the this is like alternate universe. So obviously, you, know, you have the Spider-Man. This universe, he 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 ends up dying, uh, and then suddenly Miles Morales takes over, right? But the the other uh, Peter B. Parker character is he the Spider-Man that we know? But later on, none of them are. All right. Um, what do you? It depends what you mean by the Spider-Man we know. None of that is made completely clear. Yeah. Um, the, Chris Pine can't be, because again we're in you know, uh, from Dust Till Sean universe and Coca Soda and stuff like that. So that this is definitely a variant. Um, it can't be Peter B. Parker. I think 
I'm not sure. I think he might be in universe the wrong. Definitely Chris Pine. When they show, what they did say is when they showed, because originally it was announced as it was going to be part of our world, sort of. You know, it would be there'd be variants, but our Spider Man would be there somewhere. And they rode back from that. And what they decided to do, certainly you see it with Chris Pine's version at the start, is they show us scenes that look like stuff we've seen, but are just different enough to show you it's not the same. So he's dancing like a twat, but he's doing it in the Spider-Man outfit, not Mm. dressed as Peter Parker. You've got him kissing upside down, but it's not him that's upside down, it's her. Um, There's just variations on each of them that I'm not sure if we can identify which of them is ours, if any. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Porker I will have issues with, because <laughs> he's, he's barely in it enough to, like, make any impression at all. There's a post, there's a credit sequence visual gag with him that I quite like, and that's it. Um, Just too busy, but, like, 50 really great minutes. Probably. I don't know didn't remember the time check on when I started to, mm. it started to lose me shall we discuss this film sequentially folks yes go on so where do we start we do we we start with Peter Parker Chris Pine that's it yes yeah, so, yeah so this is it's almost like similar to uh the Raimi films isn't it I'm I am Peter Parker this is like this is my story except they didn't get Zoe Deschanel to voice it yeah um <laughs> uh yeah, uh, his own. He this version of Spider Man is twenty six, so he's been Spider Man for I think he says ten years. So obviously Peter Parker mm-hmm. beaten at sixteen, we believe. I think that varies very yeah. slightly in retelling, but it's sixteen here, and he's now at the point that he's with Mary Jane and happy, and he's spun off into comics and serials and a Christmas album, mm-hmm. a song from which plays over the end credits. Uh, and that appears to be Chris Pine's voice. It sounds like it. We've got the emo dance and all the rest of it. Um, he's just announcing himself. I'm Spider-Man. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've saved the world multiple times and New York loves me. Mm. That's it, really. And then I think we cut to Miles. Miles has got like a scholarship to a boarding school. Yes. Um, so he's kind of embarrassed with his... So he's getting driven by his dad. He's yeah, a cop. He's a cop. Uh, and he's kind of embarrassed to be there. Feels like doesn't belong. Um, and it's just kind of one of those like sort of like the fish out water. I'd rather be like with, with the cool kids. Partly with influence from his um, uncle who... Uncle. Um, we say he's like kind of estranged from... Um, his father, you know, the kind of estranged brothers. You know. Yeah, he just goes round to see him and stuff, and he's like cooler than his dad, sort of thing. Who's like a very sort of by the book cop. Yeah, but there's love throughout the family. It's not like he doesn't like any of them. He's just very comfortable around his uncle. Mm. What's his uncle's name? Uh, Aaron. That's it. Mahershala Ali. Um, yeah. see a couple of couple of time Oscar winner. Um. None of the voices massively stand out that you instantly recognise them, but when you look them up, you're like, oh, oh Chris Pine, you do. Chris Pine yeah. is Chris Pine. But, um, uh, yeah, some of them I, I had to look up, there's no doubt. And, yeah, so he, go, he goes to he, he goes to school. Uh, he's 
you know gets embarrassed by you know what you know what, what Daz does so, like he's announcing that you gotta say I love you. Yeah, he says it over the fucking um, yeah thing in the car, the loud hailer. <laughs> Uh, which I'm not too sure whether like that's knowing enough. Part of me thinks he, he, that that's deliberate, like de- deliberately embarrassing him. Just no, I think it's deliberate. I think it's totally deliberate. But it's a bit of fun, which tells you, you know, it, it, they all love each other. Really, mm. I don't think he would do it to hurt his son. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just trying to adjust adjust to this place. Obviously, he's in a boarding school, which. Not judging anyone who was sent to boarding school or any parents who sent their kids to boarding school, but I always find that a bit of a mixed message. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much love in our family, we're going to send you away. I've never, I've never. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can go and sleep there. Fuck that. I can bang your mum as noisy as I want now. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> great. Well, I suppose it's almost like similar to like when you when you get to like, like whatever, what age was it, 16 or 18? It's like, that's it, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Get, get a job. I'm 13. Get a job anyway. Um, that is actually, I suppose, consistent with what years you've changed schools and all the rest of it and move on to high school and all that. It's all a different system mm. in the United States. You Concept of junior high, we don't have that here. High school from here here is like 18 to 11. Uh, sorry, other way around, 11 to 18. You don't get younger while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I had hairy balls when I joined this school. What's happened? Well, he does uh, go to be pooty, so it's weird. <laughs> yeah, he's he's awkward in kind of a likeable way. He's all right, isn't he? So he's he's got his eye on like Gwen Stacy, who we don't know is Gwen. Look, no, looks a little bit like um the Emma Stone version, sort of. Mm. Uh, shorter hair. Um. So we just sort of see him at the school and sneaking out to hang out with his uncle and all that sort of thing. And yeah. it's fairly efficient early on because don't we go straight to the sort of um, graffiti? Yeah, yeah. So you go, so you know, establish that you know, you know, his uncle who's a, who's a, who's a, who's a bit of a rebel, um, and then like you know, goes down goes down to this underground subway and they you know start you know spray paint spray painting being more artistic. Uh, we see um, now. It's never really explained where the spider comes from, but it's kind of insinuated, given the the way it fizzes in and out, that it's probably come from another universe. I never really thought of that because he as he done he hasn't done the experiment yet. Um, Wilson Fisk, so I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah, well, I Gwen don't even know the, if that, I, does... don't, I don't even know if that's. Oh no, Gwen is there? No, does did... yeah? No, he's, Gwen he's gets there earlier. All right. Yes. Okay. But, fair enough. But how? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would have been like maybe tests or something like that. And then I am wondering if I'm wondering if it is just inconsistent plotting. I, I'm yeah. not going to ding on it too hard, but I'm not sure. It, it does strike me that theoretically none of this should have happened yet. But okay, doesn't matter. He's bitten by a spider, uh, and that's it, isn't it? Really, we see a sort of a, a representation of it going into his blood, mm-hmm. and then it sort of. He just knocks it off his hand, yeah, and heads back. And uh, he wakes. He wakes up. Um, <laughs> the knowing bit, but I like is the it, it, the voice in the head is now got comic style text boxes. Yeah, and he's grown like six inches overnight in height. That is, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's very sweaty. 
because he's not going through puberty. See, all that's funny, where he just says to Gwen, oh, it's just puberty. <laughs> and, just normal teenage and, things. And, and, and when, when the school sort of guard catches up with him and says, I know you stuck out last night, and Morales, and he says, yeah, right, act, what is it, act ignorant or something, and he goes, who's Morales? Not that ignorant. <laughs> <Who's> that? <laughs> yeah, the inner voice in this is really good. Um so yeah, he's fairly artistic. He's yeah, now. I like his in a monologue. It's funny. He um, goes to touch her, touch her on the shoulder and give it the hey, which he was talking about with his uncle. Like, yeah, sure to touch her. Uh, and he ends up stuck to her hair. Yeah, it's one of those funny sticky scenes where like everything he touches is sticky. <laughs> he sticks to everything because. I could write funnier sticky scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call it, okay? I'll just call it a sticky. Well, it is. But yeah, she she ends up having like to have her hair. Garfield off. didn't have this trouble, did he? No. No, no he just ripped off the shirt instead. <laughs> um, well, his clothes fell off. <laughs> and even before she got her knickers back on. Yeah. Um, then what? Yeah, so that, that means she has to have a new haircut, which she wasn't thrilled about. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's now running away from the guard down the street and yeah. over a car and things like that. And then he goes down to the tunnel to see the spider that bit him, mm. and he see and it starts glitching. Yes, mm. you're absolutely right. I don't think it makes sense, but it is part of the theme of the film. Um, yes, not the first crack that something isn't hundred percent. Yeah. And then I think we meet Peter Parker again, don't we? Or Spider-Man. Yes, because this is where the station is, is kind of where this like, super collider has is, is, uh, been built. Uh, that makes sense, and it will be tests. You're, you're right, it probably does hang together, but there are bits, and there's enough in this film that you go, what's that bit? Oh, is it that? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is where you know, Kingpin is you know, trying to create Trying to have access to another parallel universe to bring back his wife and son. To steal the, his wife and son from a, another kingpin? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Silly uh, question. Is Does he belong in, from a different comic strip? Kingpin. Wilson Fisk uh, kingpin started as a Spider-Man uh, villain. He did, over time, sort of, you see him much more associated with Daredevil. That's where I've seen it before. Mm. Uh-huh. But no, it's consistent. He started off as a Oh, yeah, no, no, of course it is. Yeah, same, uh, same universe. He's, but yeah, he, he's kind of, he's probably... He's in the same area, isn't he? Yeah, same sort of thing, yeah. Because uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil. from that series, so... Yeah, they're, they're both sort of queens. I was like, have you seen them before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Daredevil. It, it makes yeah, sense. Same, same thing, same universe. It, it makes sense because you've got, like, you know, this, this, this main mobster guy who controls everything. And doesn't have superpowers and Matt Murdock. Well, yeah. he's got heightened senses, but that's about it. They're, they're supernaturally heightened senses, but if you shot him, he'd bleed. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I would have seen him before. Daredevil. He was played by Vincent D'Onofrio in the TV series. He was played by the late Michael Clark. Yeah. Duncan, was he called? Yeah. Uh, in the Affleck film. And the dimensions of Michael Clark Duncan were like perfect for the character because he yeah, had he's a, really tall and imposing. Well, he had another worldly side to him. He was massive, and when he fought um, Affleck at the end, 
the size differential was enormous. I think if you'd animated that and just exaggerated it a fraction, that would have been enough. I really can't stress enough how little I like the design of Wilson Fisk here. But, yeah, yeah this... it literally stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, yeah, I mean, Fisk is meant to be just like he's meant to be like big, but also just really sort of abnormally strong as well, isn't he? He's just meant to be just a brick of a man. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and he is here, but he's like several bricks mm. of a man. Like, he's, yeah, many, many bricks. Fact, he's, he's, he's more of a supporting wall like, of a man. I, <laughs> I keep trying to think what it reminded me of. Buttress. It's 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 reminding me of of something like of a character or uh, an animation of some sort, and it, and and, it, and I'm struggling to think of it. But you know, just like it's basically just two big circles, <laughs> one massive circle, and then like a, a small one for the head. That's yeah. pretty much eccentric circle character. Yeah, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll stop it's going already. on. About, I'll stop going on about it now. To be honest with you, in as much as I I've made I've registered my complaint about the design of the character, but that is the design of the character. There is, I mean, if you go and watch the Netflix Daredevil series, you know, there there is a bit of him like very loyal to the ones he loves and things like that, and and quite soft hearted under it all. So it's not wildly inconsistent. I think that's kind of um, like his whole reason because he wants to just try and get his get his family back by yeah. any sort of means possible. But yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think out of all the characters, this is probably the I don't know the, the one that's been poorly realised. I think but all the other you know design characters, I think that look amazing. Um, even Spider Pig, um, and Spider Gwen. I'm going to call her Spider Gwen. I don't know why. Um, I think they all look pretty cool. Um, Noir's probably the coolest. Um, but yeah, I would say here it, it just kind of looks lazy. To the point of being lazy so but otherwise this film looks amazing yeah um this film does establish that they can sense each other uh spider mm. characters they can sense each other their spider sense basically tingles so mm-hmm. spider-man can tell it's miles uh, miles has something he's got and it's just a word where he says i, I you're like me and he says i don't want to be and he said i don't think you got a chance kid. i don't think you got a choice kid mm. Um, they they did say something about this wanting to be as close to like a peak and perfect Spider-Man as you could get. Um, so years of experience, very kind, very warm, kind of funny, lots of quipping while he's fighting. Mm. Uh, this Green Goblin is from a different dimension because this Green Goblin's enormous. Yeah, he looks a bit mutated. Well, yeah, he's basically just a big sort of monster, really, isn't he? It's kind of like. I thought it was more like the lizard rather than... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Um, It's not the lizard, but it evokes... No, it does look a little bit like lizard. Yeah. Um, And Spider-Man is trying to stop whatever this is, Hadron Collider, opening up the multiverse again. After this, we're told if it happens again, it'll destroy the world or something. It's like... but. We've already got elements of other universes. It's not that clear. But he's basically killed, isn't he, Spider-Man, during this? Yes, because he... Um, yeah, because Prowl's there. Uh, yeah. And and he ends up sort of... sort of Basically getting in between the blasts and it kind of explodes, so he's wounded. Yeah. Um, he, he sort of gives Miles the like the usb or chip and tells him to sort of you know keep it safe or or well, what's he do is he, tell, he gives him instructions really sort of like 
I'm really, I, I'm not really sure what the whole USB is about anyway. And I hold my hand up and say it's a, it's been a lack of concentration on the mm. plot elements because yeah, there's, there's. Nothing I think it's that a probably a bit. It seems it. to me like it's a little bit of a, um, like a ruse or a bit like a, what's the Hitchcock word for it? Like a MacGuffin, I think. It's something they yes, want to pay attention to, but the police really, you know. It's it is still a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what that does at the end of the film and all that sort of thing. Some of the police are after, but the audience don't care. Yeah, but yeah, basically, sort of, he, he tells them to disable the accelerator because it could, you know, destroy destroy the city. Um, and then, with that, Kingpin comes along and just kills him, kills Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of that for this bit. Um, and do we? I don't know where we go from here. I know. I know he's kind of a bit um, upset by it. He goes home, he's, doesn't he? He's chased, chased by Prowler. Yeah. He ends up at home. Yeah. And his father, you know, lets him stay there that night. But he he asks his father about do you hate Spider Man and stuff like that. And then they see it on the news. He's just been traumatized by the fact he was there. Um, and then kind of. There's a bit of sort of citywide mourning, isn't there? Yeah. Including speeches by um, well, Mary Jane and stuff, a eulogy mm-hmm. and. Which she does say is like you know you know he's always believed anyone could be Spider Man. It's about yeah. <sighs> yeah, that wouldn't really work though, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I think he said anyone could be Spider. You know, in terms of like you know, it's like if it wasn't him, it could have been someone else. Do you know what I mean? I think it's that. Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. I. I sort of get what you mean um and then yeah the speeches and uh, again that's quite a funny little line because she said it's up to us now or something and he says mm. up to me and it's like I, I dude i don't think they mean you it's you know it's kind of a metaphor i think <laughs> um we get the stanley cameo mm-hmm. he buys, he's, yep, bought, like, spy, he's bought like a home spider-man outfit um he appears many times in this film which i'll tell you I, about i really like that guy yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Was was that before he? I, I forget when. When did he die, Stanley? He died late, uh, sort of November eighteen, somewhere. Yeah, I think it was like there. during this film's production. So uh, it was after this film. So shortly after. Yeah, so this is yeah. just after it got released. So th- oh, this, this, this cameo would have been... like really hit home, really. Actually, if yeah, you saw it would have been like last sort of would've cameo, been, really. So would have been one of the last because he would have said. We see Steve Ditko as well. Because he would have turned up and gone, uh, I really, I, I, I'm really going to miss that guy. You know, that kind of uh, thing. The, yeah, the film is dedicated to him and Ditko anyway. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice quote. So think, from, from he's inspired, he, want, he wants to be Spider-Man. Again, another funny bit where he goes up on the roof and you think you're going to get a redux of the Maguire film where he swings mm. across and the next thing you see him <laughs> running back down the stairs. Try, it is try a slightly funny. shorter place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he goes to Peter's grave, mm. and basically a guy comes up behind him, and it turns out to be an older Peter Parker. And again, every time we get introduced to a new one, we get them narrating a bit of their backstory, mm. including a comic book cover. Uh, this Spider-Man's thirty-eight. He's been Spider-Man for twenty-two years, and he's divorced. He's made a load of bad investments. He's got dark hair. Uh, different voice, very similar look, mm. uh, except he's just paunchier and a little bit broken down by life, a bit depressed. Yeah. And they describe, they all describe the sort of multiverse 
opening and being then being dragged into it. So it's not a merging of the world. They're all being dragged into Peter's world. Uh, sorry, Miles's world. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, that, that's the bit where you have the whole you know, sequence of him dragging unconscious burn Peter Parker across the city. <laughs> yeah, well, he chase. just sort of shocks him, doesn't he? Yeah. Knocks him out. Um, he's just scared. And uh, yeah, he ties him up to kind of like a hanging punch bag, I think. Mm. And they basically talk about the sort of um, multiverse theory. And he, yeah, he wants to, he gives him the USB and they sort of go to look for another one. Yeah, because that one broke when he tried to practice in swinging. Yeah, I don't know what it would have done. I don't know if it just shut something down. Probably like an access key or something. Yeah, that or some code that undoes something. But they they go to the labs where the sort of data is being kept out of the city. They actually get a bus. And uh, we see uh, Kingpin and his henchmen and, um, well, a scientist at this stage. We don't know who she is. Yeah, she's in a a video at school as well uh, that uh, Miles recognises. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, we get discussion of like the motive, how they want to be reunited with his wife. And it's to do with um, she walked in on him trying to kill Spider-Man and they ran, they they ran, jumped in the car to leave and were hit by like sideswipe by a truck and that killed her. Mm. So he not only does he miss her, he feels inherent guilt that this has all happened in the first place. So they yeah they get they go here and again this is the first time I don't know if it's because the action's animated but you now a bit here do you want to you guys want to talk a little bit about this scene yeah Becca I'm gonna be honest I skipped past this scene <laughs> I mean I do kind of feel a little bit like um, I mean I do love the animation side of this film but I would agree with your, both your comments at the, at the top of the show where it is kind of it is a little bit busy I kind of I was immediately thought of. Um, Oh god, not Kickass. What's the other one? Um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, obviously, I love you know, love the books, um, of, of the comics, uh, but like the animation style for, for that, obviously it's live action. But the way the credits are done, it's very much it's um, assault on the senses. I'm going to say it's very much like a sort of audio visual, you know, done the rounds with Mike Tyson sort of thing. Um, I got mentioned this scene as well, so I kind of like skipped past it a little bit. It's okay. It's not most. So I feel a bit bad. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, That's just feel weird. It does drag at some points, but I was just like, I'm gonna skip. Um, so yeah, I feel a bit slap on the wrist, people. So, well, it's not much to really say, really, because it's you know they they plan to break in. Uh, no, uh, this version of Peter Parker wants to just you know go get home, basically. Uh, so he just he's out to do it himself. Tell, tells Miles to sort of stay there. Doesn't really have time to sort of like show him the ropes, which is what um, Miles is asking because you know his universe Spider-Man promised him. So he kind of feels like he needs a mentor to kind of like show him how to do stuff. Um, so, but Miles ends up sort of like pushing pushing himself into the facility with him. 
and so they is that the following is that the scene after like the escape scene that's that kind of where I picked up because I thought oh you know this is a bit much so I've got to whisk it on a little bit and then I kind of I picked it up again from what, like with... where they escape through the woods and all the rest of it yeah with Duck Ark yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty... yeah, that's where I picked up it's pretty <laughs> I feel really bad I thought I got scared yeah, that's right it, it's pretty much <laughs> that with the it takes a while to get going this scene doesn't it just like oh. they um yeah so he he makes a note of her her password. And then, then logs on the system, and then Miles is like having difficulty, sort of not still sticking to things, can't let go, cause a scene. Uh, the scientist comes in, and you know Miles is able to sort of like invisible, so it's like, I don't know, I'll just take the computer. Um, and then it, it turns out that she is Doc Ark, and then there's a huge <laughs> sort of yeah. Um, I quite like this version of Doc Ark. I must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit different, isn't it? We probably didn't discern whether it was his daughter or villain, but I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a new twist. We haven't, mentioned, we haven't mentioned the fact that um, something about being in this universe uh, makes those not from the universe glitch, and it will kill them eventually. So it, mm. it does suddenly interrupt them in mid-fights and things like that. And and it is it will eventually weaken them. So there are stakes to them not solving this. It will kill yeah. them. They can't just they can't just say, well, I'll, I'll just live here. Then. Live. Yeah, I'll just live here. Yeah, I mean it's not ideal, but I'll live here. It's not it's not that. They can't do that, or they can't do that at this stage. I think if they're going to sort of keep returning to some kind of mm. multiverse and have Spider Gwen, they'll they'll probably have to come up with some fix at one stage. But Things they, so you they, never they see have, Gwen yeah. like glitch, do you? If I'm misremembering it, I don't remember seeing her glitch. No, that's that's a good point actually. So is she perhaps the only constant. She's the only sort of solid. In fact, I only remember like you know Peter Parker glitching, but I don't know whether that whether they explain that with age or. I don't He's know. He's getting on a bit. I don't know. I don't know how important it is either. I don't. I don't know truly. Mm. But here you go. Yeah. So anyway, there's there's sequence. They have a swing through the woods, uh, you know. Yeah, that's why I picked know. up on the action scene. <laughs> I feel bad now. But yeah, they they have a good old swing in the, in the woods. Uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy shows up, but she's uh, Spider Woman in her universe. Mm, yeah, introduction, Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. You most commonly, Becky, you're not well. You're wrong, and you're not wrong in the. No, they, she's not really called Spider Woman. Well, no, she's, she's most, Spider Woman. She she refers to herself as Spider Woman here, but mm. she. Is most commonly referred to and known as Spider Gwen. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? It's not, you know, it's a colloquialism, but it's right. common. Yeah, like to, to, to like her universe, she's known as Spider Woman, but to us, Spider Gwen. Do you know what I mean? It's it's to, you know to the to the reader or so, or so, along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a big escape scene. And she just swings in and basically saves it, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, and then we get her backstory done again with the comic book and the narration and she came there and that's where we get the really good look at Times Square uh, from Dustin Sean and all the rest of it um, she was um, influenced by the death of her best friend which was Peter Parker in her oh, universe and bitten by a spider um, the look of Spider-Gwen with the, you know, the, with the mask on and stuff is really cool I do like the look of Spider-Gwen yeah, she looks really cool. Um, and yes, yeah, we see her sort of being dragged in, and she had a week at school. She sensed his um, spider abilities, 
and um, but wasn't sure for certain until she actually or she sent somebody had them. She heard she felt them behind. Yeah, she she felt she she had sense to go to that school. I mean, I'm not sure how she managed to actually get a place and uniform and. and I don't know how she got in. (laughs) Yeah, the, the more you think about this film, the more it falls apart and. Again, yeah, I'll, think about she, she just grabbed a uniform and just started say, turning up and then and just hope no one I, asks questions. Say, I'm reluctant to say, well, it's aimed at kids because there's nothing about this film that is even primarily children. Hmm. So I, it, we just have to accept that. It's not the end of the world. So, yeah, so where do we go from here? Um... Yeah, she just explains that she didn't know for certain until she uh, until they spoke to each other. Mm. And the whole hair thing, he says, I like your hair. And she's like, you're not allowed to like my hair. You know, <laughs> she's still a bit sore over it. Um, and from there... They so go they to Aunt May, don't they? I th- they go to Aunt May, and this is where the film starts to fall apart from me. Although I, 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 I like the May stuff. I like this bit. Um, May's dead in Peter, Peter Par- this mm. Peter Parker's universe. So there's a there's it's they really do animate well the emotion of he, he you know he's seeing someone he lost a long mm. time ago and um, but it turns out this universe's version is a lot more high tech than his universe yeah yeah she, she goes she, up to a yeah shed like Spiderman has a spider cave yeah yeah it's more like a, yeah a cave than a shed isn't it it's pretty yeah much. more like the Bat Cave um, several yeah actually that's what it reminded me of a little bit um. Because he's asked about, he's he was wearing yeah. a cape, Miles, for a while, and he's like, "You're not wearing capes," and they, they bonded quite nicely by this point. It reminded me a little bit of also um, Edna Mode from The Incredibles, no capes. Yeah, yeah, I was only thinking about The Incredibles too the other day. Yeah, coming soon. Um, if we do eventually do the Disney Pixar films, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, and and um, yeah, then we meet the final three sort of spider beings mm. uh, who've already turned up there one is spider-man noir which is basically a black and white hat wearing raincoat wearing spider-man from the 30s basically like he's, he's basically, he's basically <laughs> batman though isn't he yeah he is a little bit batman because you, you, you don't really see his face you just see his, his outline and you kind of see like his the literally the whites of his eyes um yeah, although he's got the same skill set as and Spider-Man and he's got the same background as Spider-Man. It's just that they made a noir line. He's in black and white. Mm. Um, voiced by Nicolas Cage. Just, I just like the look. It, it, I don't know if it is... I don't know if I would say... There's something of... Um, <clears throat> it's definitely Spider-Man in that it's a variant of a Spider-Man outfit, but there's a little bit of like the shadow, a little bit of the spirit mm. in it all. Um, and I like this one. The other two I'm less fond of because they they all read their stories at the same time. So they were bitten by a radioactive spider. But Porker, if you're listening, says uh, pig, which makes no sense because why would he have a spider ribbing and spider abilities? You know, he would just be good at rolling around in his own shit, surely. <laughs> um, and the, the girls from like the year 3000 and something, I forget which it is in New York, which makes no sense because... Um, Miguel O'Hara in 2099 was in Nueva York or something like that. It had been renamed, so obviously it was renamed. Yeah. Um, and... well, we get that later on, don't we? It's like, meanwhile, in Nueva, New York. I'm less interested in those two. They are, uh, they're not Spider-Man. That's part of it. 
we don't get much about them and they just seem to be there to bolster the numbers and give mm. like a variant to the look and their skills make absolutely no sense so a kind of this this the film sort of starts to jump the shark at this point mm. um, i think it's just trying to you know find all kind of really diverse elements obviously you kind of got like obviously various spider-man spider-gwen um, Spider-Man Noir, but uh, yeah, you've you kind of got like, two, two really random one. ones. Do you seem like Spider-Ham and also Penny Parker, who's like, the spelling of Penny is one letter away from something else. Um, Penis Parker. <laughs> but yeah. again, you know, you, if you're going to pick something else, by a radioactive you know, you're going to centre upon Sailor Moon, aren't you? Definitely, she's very much in that kind of like Sailor Senshi um, sort of vein, for sure. But yeah, they just seem completely disparate and not related at all yeah. um, to to the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Even Gwen was sort of, you know, involved with her Peter Parker and stuff. So, um, it, yeah, I start to struggle with it a little bit from here. The one thing is, though, that character development-wise, we're still at a point where um, Miles can't can't um, control his own powers yet. He can turn invisible, but he can't do it on demand and that mm. sort of thing. No, this happens um, a lot easier. You know, it, it doesn't kind of his particular story doesn't doesn't follow the traditional spider story as as we've seen in all the other iterations so far. Like at, by this point, by now, like he should have learned to be able to do X, Y, Z. But you know, he hasn't had that role model, I guess, um, and he hasn't been able to do that. And also, his his animation kind of runs a little bit slowly as well. So it's not until he learns these skills, um, he's animated a lot faster than um, than the other characters as well. So yeah, that's actually. Um, the, the, yeah, there, there is a lot of storytelling in the movement in this film. I will say that definitely. Um, so where do we go from there? Uh, we go for, to um, yeah, they kind of like sort of like, oh, can, oh, can you can you do this under pressure? Can you fight? Can you do, you know? And they kind of like overwhelm yeah. Miles because um, you know. Yeah. He can't do a thing, so there's like, well, he's not ready. There's trying to establish that, you know, well, obviously he's the one who has to be the one to shut it off because, well, he's from this universe, so, you know, because no one can, so everyone can get home, essentially. Yes. But they're, but they're sort of debating, like, what's going uh, towards the end of the film, Peter, Peter is going to be effectively the sacrificial lamb. Mm. I'll go do it because you can't be trusted to. Um, that sounds harsh. I don't mean it to sound. The, the film doesn't present it that way. It's kind of a more for his own good. Uh, they go to Aaron's home now, his uncle, and it's empty. Um, but then Prowler arrives, mm. dun, dun, dun. and there, there's a big sort of fight sequence there. Um, I wasn't a fan of this fight sequence. I thought it was really messy. Those, as, as, you know, I'm not really a fan of any busy. of this, this scene is yeah. really busy it's another one that I whizzed past I'm not really a fan well. of any of it from now the, on I, I thought it was, it was, yeah. it was the edited it was really really choppy is this where he finds out that it's it's actually his uncle yes uh-huh. he sees him talking to um, not just he sees him talking to um, uh, the kingpin afterwards and he, he's just really shocked yeah, uh, they all sort of reunite back at May's house and discuss that a bit. Um, and they said, you weren't followed, mm. were, you, were you? And he's convinced he wasn't. And then obviously Prowler turns up with Doc Ock, that massive goblin thing, uh, 
Billy no, Scorpion. Idol, Billy Idol monster and uh, Tombstone. Yeah, he's a bit Billy Idol. Tombstone is his, uh, is the name, the character. Uh, he's ah. in the comic. He does look like a Tombstone. I don't know Tombstone. I don't. I don't know Tombstone at all. Hulking Albino man with file teeth. Tombstone. Is, <laughs> is a notorious crime boss in New York. He pri- he's a is a primary enemy of Spider Man, Daredevil. Yeah. And father of Janice Lincoln, whoever that is. Um, so much in comics, isn't there? <laughs> so, um, well, there's been a lot of them over a lot of yeah. years and a lot of different versions, yeah. Um, so, big fight there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that? Where does that lead? That leads to um... yeah. So the Miles tries to get the uh, the USB out there. Uh, chased by Prowler, who doesn't yet know it's Miles. Uh, mm. Prowler catches Miles, and Miles shows that it's him, which makes him stop. And then Kingpin yeah. just obviously just shoots or tries to kill both of them. Yeah. Um, so he gets him out of there and watches his uncle uncle mm. die in an alley, and then Jefferson's the the father spots this and thinks it's Spider Man's killed him. The fact is, brothers wearing some supervillain outfit should be a clue that it's not quite as it seems. But there you yeah. go. Miles um, <laughs> goes back to his dorm, little sort of visual joke with his roommate, and they all basically time to the chair because they're going to go off and do it. Yeah. Miles can't do this because he just cannot control these. So if you can turn invisible right now, great. Um. He then has a cut, or he, his father turns up, but is just outside, mm. and sort of talks to him, and something about this kind of makes him sort of break away from the chair, and he goes back to May's to get a Spider-Man suit, which he sort of um, customizes. Mm. As something like the Miles Morales, you'll know if you see Wikipedia. They're sort of, it, it's a bit more accessorized in that he's got like a hood at this stage and, you know, different shoes and um, the, the, certainly the, the logo's different. It's kind but, of like it works as a, as a, as a graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can see where it comes from and it's consistent with sort of when he was bitten and things like that. So it's kind of cool. It, you know that you mm. get this kid would paint something like that and because there's a precedent of um peter parker having existed in his universe in this continuity him designing something that evokes peter parker as well would be right because if i if there was never a spider-man and i suddenly developed these abilities i don't think i would design this spider-man outfit mm. uh, from scratch with no influence but obviously peter parker was here so yeah, the the mask will look similar and stuff like that. In fact, he's Aunt May's here to give it to him anyway. And then we go to this final action sequence that I just I don't really know what to say about. It's so long. Well, you have the thing. This one I do enjoy, but it is I would agree that it is quite long. Obviously, there's a big sort of mural to Spider-Man thing going on here, like this big charity event. So you have all the other uh, characters trying to like break in and pretend to be staff and you have uh, uh, the different uh, dimension of Peter sort of this dimension of uh, of MJ and he's a bit kind of 
Oh yeah. Um, he he completely loses any sort mm. of uh, perspective here. They're they're on a mission, and he's going up and apologising to her for his behaviour during the marriage, and then right at the end trying to cover it up as something else. And she's not seemingly traumatised by a man who looks and sounds exactly like her ex, uh, standing <laughs> there who's dead. Uh, sorry, a dead partner standing there saying how he's failed her. Hmm. She's strange. Like, I just yeah, she's like I, I just want bread. <laughs> yeah. It, it's I, I would just like some bread at this table, please. <laughs> it, it's not it's not brilliant, but okay. Um yeah, so they they go they go there to chuck thing and Mal, and then Miles shows up. And you have this big action sequence which I said is just a big sea of colour, a lot of it. Um, I don't get on with any of this. It's just miles too long, and I'm I'm not interested. This is the plot bit. I don't really give no a shit. No pun included. Yeah. Miles too long. Anyway, uh... you found it was funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. just leave you to enjoy yourself for a few seconds. <laughs> Someone's got. <laughs> Won't be the first time I enjoy myself. Uh, so. <laughs> this is very enjoyable. <laughs> this I'm is sure. This is escalating quickly. <laughs> Just ask Mrs. Chris. Anyway, so um, what do you want to say about this sequence, Dave or Becca? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Becca, board, so you guys carry on. Becca, what do you want to say anything about the sequence? Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a good sequence. I would agree with you that it's very colourful, as it is indeed the whole film. But for me, this is one of those films that. You could shave like twenty minutes, half an hour off, um, and there wouldn't be too many problems. Um, but it's, it's, for me, it's one of those films that kind of it has like two or three different endings. Like where they, they you know, there comes a point where there could be like a, a natural ending for for this film, and then no, there's another sequence, and then it could end. Oh, and there's another sequence, etc. And then everything's all wrapped up in the end. Um, I do, I do think this, you know, this final, se- um, final kind of fight scene. Uh, again, it's. It's quite busy, definitely action-packed for sure. But I just kind of, I would agree with Dave. Unfortunately, it does go on a little bit too long, um, and they try to, it tries to kind of make up for how there isn't much of, you know, during the course of the film. So they try to ram it all in the end, you know, to, towards the last sort of 20, 30 minutes. Um, it just kind of means that it's kind of, it ends up quite bloated. Um, I mean, it still, it still looks good, and it's still got one hell of a pace attached to it, definitely. But it just, it just goes on too long, um, and it kind of ends multiple times. It's quite messy as well. Um, and especially in the film where, where it's this popular so you've got so many characters going on um, and it just it just kind of gets it all gets a bit lost really um, but you know it's still still enjoyable somewhere in there somewhere you know it's still very much bright colours and it you know, keeps your attention but just a little bit too long unfortunately what did you think? Yeah I mean I, I, again I think I think it was a bit too long because I think particularly when particularly when you say like goodbye to this version of Peter Parker, he got another fight sequence with Kingpin. And it just, you know, and, and, by, and by that point you're thinking that th- this should be over by now. So I, I, do, I do get that it does just drag. Um, so the only thing really to sort of like say, comment really is about what happens here is uh, the, the fight with all, all the other vill- all the, the villains that, that we've seen for, you know, Scorpion and Doc Ock. Um, the Penny Parker characters, her like robot, gets pr- pretty much destroyed. Though the spider that operates it 
crawls out and it's all very sad, but... Yeah, it's a bit emotional, isn't it? Like, they oh. played all sad music, and it's like, I don't give a shit about this character. Well, the, the, the thing is, though, it's like, well, it's a robot. so young. And she, she's like the youngest kind of iteration. I, I don't know how old Spider-Ham is, but he's kind of like, you know, so he, she's only like nine or something. And, Spider-Ham is forever. Child. <laughs> That's um, a Bond film, isn't it? Sounds like a Bond film. Spider-Ham forever. <laughs> um, no, um, it's... The, the, the thing is, though, because I have not much time with it, I mean, I'm not entirely sure why it's so important but i'm i'm assuming that it's a robot she can build a new one yeah you know because well, she cause... kind of is fixing it all up at the well, end it's a mecha, what, isn't it? so... yeah so it I... doesn't really work it's it's it, it's like it's like mm, like it, yeah don't look at it too much it, it's like you know if, if if my car gets trashed it's like it's more of like oh for fuck's sake it's more of annoyance and like rather than like no my a big part of my life is gone. Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know, but maybe, maybe I'm just being a bit too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. The only thing other than that is, so they both go, um, or go back. Uh, the Peter Parker wants, uh, is kind of a bit hesitant to go back. Cause he, you know, he's, he's constantly sort of like, no, I'll, I'll deal Kingpin. You, you make sure that gets shut off, but he makes him go back. And really, what's like what's drawn force of it? He did that is that he just doesn't want to fuck up again. So he's kind of scared of his own abilities, um, which is why whole you got to let go. And his previous advice to Miles was to just let go and trust your instincts, um, yeah. which ties him pretty well. And then this is kind of where the sequence really should just be over. But no, there's a big hole. Fight sequence after that, um, and then there's, you know, Kingpin sort of sees like an echo of another dimension of his wife and son, just as he's about to try and kill Miles. Yeah, and it's just like, oh no, again. Yeah, after all that, in they come and like, they don't love you and they run away again because you're a twat. Because <laughs> you're trying to kill people here. <laughs> yeah. You brought this on yourself. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. The decliner gets destroyed. Um, everyone goes back home. They save the day. They go back to their yeah. respective verses. Uh, Kingpin gets arrested. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone, you know, uh, Peter Parker go. Mix up with uh, MJ, um, and that's pretty much it, really. Um, yeah, Gwen finds a way to uh, contact Miles Cross Dimensions because there's a, a romance there. Yeah, the sex might be a bit disappointing a few years <laughs> down the line. To be fair, yeah. How can you do it across various universes? You get your knob to face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah um yeah okay fair enough um it, it's kind of it wraps up very nicely with them sort of all going back and doing their thing and still sort of thinking of each other and that's it really isn't it yeah um he's it's sort of introduced as the new spider-man to the city more or less has a hug with his dad as Spider-Man. That's quite and a then, funny scene and then, well, like... when he put, puts on a deeper voice with a stronger new york like accent Spider-Man. I love you. <laughs> Working with you. It's kind of funny. Um, 
and that's it yeah credits and several minutes of like funny artwork like lots of different spider-men sort of conga dancing and there's one bit yeah, I where quite like the credit scene. Like there's one bit where they're cooking Spider-Man on a uh, Spider-Ham on a spit roast, and then it cuts to all Spider-Hams <laughs> cooking a Peter Parker on a spit. Cooking roast. Part of Peter Parker on a spit Not roast. Not spit roasting Peter Parker. That would no, be that's different. different. That's another um, spit roast altogether. I'd watch it. Um, uh, yeah, and then can. we get uh, you know the sort of um, dedication to uh, Steve and uh, Steve Dickinson. And then we get the Miguel Hara bit, O'Hara bit. Yeah, which is basically like a joke on the meme, isn't it? Really, a joke on the meme of the Spider-Man. That's pretty, yeah, I think I think that's probably like the Spider-Ham bit is quite funny, and then also the the Miguel O'Hara bit at the end, I think was was also really good. It's like who's yeah. pointing? You pointing? It's rude to point. I did. I you never. Reco- it's funny. I didn't recognise the voice before, but like now I know it's Oscar Isaac. It's fucking Isaac. Oscar Isaac. It's obvious. Well, it is. You can you can tell it's him. Yeah, um, that's it then, isn't it? Really, uh, we're done with uh, Into the Spider Verse. I dare say that, like, some people who listen to this will be. I mean, we're not a jukebox. We don't give like reviews on demand per se. So, but I know this will be one that disappoints us a few people because this film's really loved, and and a few people have sort of mentioned to me in the last couple of days that they're really looking forward to it because they love this film so much. So, apologies. Oh, I feel bad. Not a po- not apologies for my opinion. I feel bad. I feel bad. Well, you, what are we going to do? At the same time, I mean, I still, you know, I do still what have a little love this film, even though I, you know, this is my first time seeing it. So, like, the what, more I see it, obviously, the more you're going to pick up a notice for it. What are you supposed to do? Fake an opinion? A couple of bits it's... that I did sort of skip through, but I'll go back and watch them again. But generally, like, you know, the whole look of this film and the fact that it is, it is richly diverse. It's something that we've perhaps not seen in the Spider-Verse for, for a while. No. Um, no. And, you know, it's, you know, that's the whole story. That's the whole reasoning for them, you know, creating... Miles Morales and the fact that the the Spider-Man, I don't know what you call it, mantle can be passed on from from generation to generation, from, from person to person. Fake, we can't fake an opinion. It's like you know, with if I came on here and told you something I don't think, it would but yeah, that's that's the whole so, point of a review show, isn't it? I mean, it's like you know, with um, yeah, we're now playing. Obviously, you know, it's either going to be like you know, it's, you know, we're not like. Like JBR, for example, you know, even when they, when they do eventually get around to doing their Dying of the Day review, they'll find I'm things. I'm pretty to sure like, they it? will say, mm, "It's a bit rubbish. You don't like this. You don't like that." But obviously, it'll be like it won't be like overwhelmingly positive. Um, but they will be like, "Well, yes, to concede it is this, it is that." But they're um, they're a fan cast. We're not. Well, no, exactly. So we're completely different, you know. And we can't. There's three of us. We do have differing opinions. I mean, you know, I'm so I'm probably a little bit more rosy tinted than than yourself about these ones. But that's just because you know I I do I do, I do quite enjoy animation because I'm really a five year old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all at heart this is it um but yeah it's just one of those things where you know we all have difference of opinion as well and, and especially from you dave because you are you know you're a spider fan and you're a fan of the comics and you know a little bit of like the history and the cartoons growing not up not as much it, as, as, well as Chris some as well. characters but yeah to some um, but it's just, it's just one of those things really it's like when you kind mm. of start drilling down into the lore of it and how how this is used you know for, for this film and, and you know, new bits added the inconsistencies don't baseball. bother me that where things aren't properly told or, or the film leaves it slightly ambiguous i've got an issue i really exactly. you know, I, I like the characters i like the interplay i like the dialogue i like the visuals to a degree they do get too much i like yeah, I, I, first... I was, even though i do love the visual style of it, it is a little bit oh it's a bit full-on so I... I do like the first 45 minutes of the film and then it just goes to shit. I don't care just, about half the actions, don't care about the plot. Would love to see a sequel. Don't understand the depth of the praise for it. 
but like a really high quality alternative Spider-Man universe. Fair play to them. They've produced something really good. I just don't happen to love it as much as some people. That's all I'm. No, fair enough. I say that's that's the whole. You know, you'll pardon me. All three of us are very different. We do have differing opinions, and like you say, you don't have to fake fake an opinion. It's like you know, if if you're quite excited, if listeners you're quite excited, listeners thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be amazing, or um, then I've tried to convey that I just you know still very much enjoy it. But sadly, there are those of us who perhaps don't all you know get to a particular point, and mm. you think, well, actually, you know what. I'm not a big fan of this, and these are I, my reasons why. X, Y, Z. You know, you've gone through them. I, I um, like sort of it. I don't, and yeah, and, and I, that's I, fine. That's I fine. I like it. I don't love it. I think the second half is a big letdown. I think if the whole film was as good as the first half, it would be a better film. I think yeah. if it was 90 minutes, it would be a far definitely, better film. Yeah, definitely, especially for and I an think animated movie every, as well. As for all the inventiveness in this, the flip side of that is if you are in love with your ideas so much and you, you that you put all of them on the screen you'll end up with a bit much we've got at least two characters too many in the film we've got way too much color way too much fucking noise and i just think a bit of restraint this could have gone from a good film to a great one some will well, hopefully think in the sequel, already. we'll see a, you know, a better I film think, and then have I it all lined out it won't have the novelty value of oh wow this is new and it's really working but i do think the sequel will be better but it's a thumbs up but it's not a strong one um but yeah had we carried on it's a bit like the spy who loved me if we carried on like the first 45 minutes we'd have something very <laughs> yeah special. it's a film with two halves um that's it from me becca becca oh <laughs> i'm picky in the middle uh, spirit that I think in the middle. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd not say being it's, it's... spit roasted, listeners. No, not... don't do that. I ban banning. Like my um... See, I, I I like to think of it as uh, Becca's the main course. Oh right. <laughs> well, rather than rather being spit roasted, rather than picky in the middle. So you mean we we eat her second? <laughs> no, not at all, please. <laughs> Sorry. Probably a different kind of eating, really. Anyway. (laughs) Not kind of eating that I'm talking about. Thank you very much. If you'd like to eat Becca, write to us and expect us to talk at gmail.com. I was just thinking, you know, like Dave's opinions, like, you know, the the order, Becca's the main course, I'm the dessert, stay rough. (laughs) Chris is the sweet part. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is the sweet spot. He finishes last, ladies. Like all nice guys. I'm over before you've got warmed up, really. (laughs) Becca, sorry, thoughts on the film? No, 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 that's okay. Or spit roasting, whichever you want to talk about. (laughs) Well, no, I'm vegetarian, so no. If you have a favourite spit roast, please. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any favourite techniques, please drop us an email. Techniques? Grip it and rip it, surely. Well, do you do you eat it whole or do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, I think we're talking cross purposes. Multiple holes to bend. Like we're talking cross purposes. Well, yeah, Becca, what do you think of it? Zero Oh, my face hurts. Um, yes, no. For all of its flaws, largely I enjoyed this film. It does look very brightly coloured. Um, love the design of it, love the look of it. Um, some of the characters are so perhaps falling down a little bit design wise um but there's you know there's reasoning behind it um doing a great chance to talk about like the music in this film i think that um it's got really great score i really enjoyed it it's one of those ones that you can hum afterwards which is a sign of a good score um 
each sort of cue is really kind of um, in tune for each character as well. So each character has its own, has their very own definitive theme, oh, which matches um, matches the look of it as well. Um, even though some characters are definitely a bit undercooked, um, each one you know has their own definite look, which is really good. Um, I did kind of fall down a little bit with the spider pig and <laughs> spider ham, and, um, and 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 oh Penny, I must remember her name. Um, they kind of felt a little bit underdeveloped, but as I say, they're probably the most kind of diverse or sort of wacky in terms of the spider verse. Um, but yeah, I think this, you know, this is uh, plot-wise a little bit underdeveloped. Um, it does kind of end several times. Um, I skipped some scenes because they went on a little bit too big. Um, and also, I was hurrying to watch this film before before the deadline. Um, but overall, you know, really enjoyable. Lots to love about Spider-Verse as well. Um, and, you know, rich, diverse cast. Um, amazing. You know, all the talent is, is very much on the screen for sure. Um, and you can definitely see that um, Sony Animation have pulled out all the stops when it comes to producing and, you know, comes to producing and making this film. Um, a lot of a lot of um, creative talent has gone into this film as well. Obviously, a, I must say I'm a big fan of like the Lego movies as well, definitely, um, especially the first one and the Lego Batman film. Um, I mean, you know, again, as, as we said at the top of the show, not not perfect films by any by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly, big adverts for Lego. Um, but hey, you know, there it is. It's, it's a worldwide brand loved by kids and adults around the world. So what's wrong with that at the end of the day? Um, and you know, I, I I still very enjoy this film because it is really really flawed. Um, but you know, I think it looks amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I do still love it. And it's from me, if we were to rank all the Spider-Man films, um, I think the next couple of films coming up um, are going to be pretty up there. But I think this is probably my, uh, uh, well, uh, my favourite of the lot, really. So yeah, I'll I'll finish up as the as the dessert course. Um... As a dessert, as the sexy course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sexy, I, I'm kind of like similar with Dave in terms of like I'm not. Um, I wouldn't put this as my favourite though. I kind of like admire it for what it is, and I think objectively, I think you know, the, the storytelling is actually really well done. Um, in in terms of like with the character, particularly in terms of Miles and the 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 other dimensions, Peter Parker. The you know they're all it's all really well done. It's really creative. The animation sometimes a bit too much though, which I think is uh it's one of its you know, letdowns. Um, though. And I will agree that it's probably too long, but with that, there is a lot of charm. I think it has a lot of heart in it, and um, yeah, there's much sure It's it's actually a really nice sort of you know different film, you know, which you probably could see a lot more of um, of these kind of things, you know, you know, in terms of like I wish studios would take more of a chance and just and do these little random little stories, you know, which. Which work really, really well, not just like always bogged down with like you know getting the same old shit all the time. But anyway, that that's that's my final thoughts. More, I think I think we all want more of them. Yeah, I think we're we're all like yeah, bring it on. Let's have some more of these. Yeah, so some more originality, please. We're not being we're not being negative. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, I think we're all like you've created a nice universe with some nice characters here. This yeah, this we'd has like got, to see more. This, of this. Is, this has got legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you can do that again. I think in more in general in terms of how studios tend to sort of just keep doing the same thing, you know, particularly outside of Marvel, because Marvel's got um, Feige to kind of ha- have his vision mm. and, and keep on going. But whereas, generally speaking, uh, you know, we see a lot of time like films just tend to get sort of bogged down with committee 
and second guessing itself when you end up with with just too too many half baked ideas just kind of not really coming together and you don't you know it just comes a bit too uh, you know a bit too generic but you know it's nice to sort of see like having like a studio take take a risk should we say even though it's probably not much of a risk as but yeah. I don't think they've got a choice with the number of characters they've got, yeah. but at least they, they've done it properly rather than just saying, get stuff Marvel, we'll just do a quick, you know, rinse and repeat of a mm. live-action reboot. They've got alternatives. see what characters there. they have in next time as well. If they've got the Japanese Spider-Man, they might have other Spider-People from other verses, I, I don't I know. I would like low-budget TV Spider-Man. What I would like is an animated version of the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man that when he goes to shoot his webs, they're just like ropes that fling out. Oh right, basically, basically animate very poor in camera effects. <laughs> that would do. Yeah, just yeah, just sort of like shoots shoots webs and just someone's like just thrown a net on someone. <laughs> That's what I envisioned. Yeah, and all the bad guys are wearing balaclavas, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and every and every time he goes to crawl somewhere, they just. Just use like some stock footage of a very generic building. <laughs> all, the, all the um, all the backgrounds are the same. And, and you, just, you can just do what they do in the, the in the uh, the Batman sixty show, whereas like you know the the climbing climbing a building and you just sort of they just turn it on its side. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can get Sammy Davis Junior to stick his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they never did that as well. They never had they a. And I'm surprised they never had a 60s Spider-Man show where Spider-Man just like crawling on top of a building and so on. <laughs> yeah. How, how well do you really know not only Spider-Man but this film, Chris? Uh, I I don't know. I kind of zoned out for most of it, so. Yeah, to be fair, I do. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, yeah. isn't it? In fact, I'm I'm even too lazy to do the fucking infomercial banter tonight. So, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> shocking! Shocking. Yeah, I did struggle to find some interesting facts about this film. Um, but I got a side fun fact. It's the first animated film we've done on Do You Expect Us to Talk? I do believe, to some extent. Well, certainly it's the first animated feature film that we've got. What, we've partially done one? We've partially what done do you, one? Kind do of done one? I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Um, um, have we done an animated film? I don't think we have. No, we ever did like a little, you know, aspect where it's kind of partially animated. Well, but yeah, I do believe this is our first animated feature film that we have covered. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's quite sad. But yeah, fun facts. Um. Also, you mentioned Stanley. Um. This is probably like his absolute final appearance. Um. They really wanted to include him in this. Probably film. his final recording. Yeah, yeah, final recording, definitely, because he, yeah. um, he was making the, the commentary for this film as well. Um, obviously, the animators really wanted to include him in, in all the scenes. So every sort of, if you, you know, if there's a scene with a train going past it, and he pause it, chances are you'll see Stanley. I did this myself, and I can confirm he is there in every single, <laughs> every single scene. Um, fun fact number two: also you mentioned um, single uh, Lily Tomlin playing Aunt May. Um, for all the actresses to have played her within the live action, I can't speak live action versions, various Spider-Man iterations um, have been Academy nominees, Academy Award nominees, which is very cool. Um, fun fact number three: um, as mentioned on the home release, 
um, in the extras. Shmeek Moore was given a diary about five years ago by a castmate of a project he was working on at the time. Um, and he's basically told, you know, I'll, I'll give you this diary. You need to write your dreams and aspirations in it. Um, make them a reality. You know, think positively and they'll come true. Um, and so on the front, he wrote, I am Miles Morales. And on the back, he wrote, I am Spider-Man or vice versa. And lo and behold, five years later, it came true. Um, fun fact number four, um, there's in, in that New York City scene, there are so many Easter eggs, so many things to look at and enjoy. Um, here's just a few of them. As you mentioned, pop culture is slightly different in this film. Um, there's a poster for a horse racing comedy or a jockey comedy featuring Seth Rogen called Hold Your Horses. Um, a show called Hi, Hello, instead of Oh, Hello, starring Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, um, aka the voice of Spider-Ham. Um, the Shaun of the Dead spin-off poster, which you'll see, um, is called From Dust Until Shaun, which I think is hilarious. Um, and there's also a Bridesmaid spin-off movie, um, which is about baby showers. Um, I did uh, see that, but I didn't get the reference, of course, Bridesmaids. Yeah, and I was like, oh, is that Bridesmaids? And lo and behold, it is, which is a yeah, really funny film. Um, I can't remember the title, but yeah, I would say it's more like baby showers. Um, and that's just that's just like literally a handful. Um, that scene, anyway, you can pause it, and there's there's so many Easter eggs and so much to enjoy and unpick about it. Uh, and then my five, my final fifth fun fact. Um, this is the first non-Disney, non-Disney, non-Pixar film to win an Oscar for Best Animated Feature since 2011's Rango, as well as a sixth non-Disney, non-Pixar film to win this award. So literally in the whole of the 2010s, this film and Rango were the only two non-Disney, non-Pixar to win this award. So hurrah, as far as I'm concerned. Much love for Disney, much love for Pixar, but anything non-Disney and Pixar tends to win. I'm like, yes, winning against the House of Mouse. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, so that's it. Uh, we're done with Spider-Man. Are we though? Are we though? Are you sure? Well, yeah. Kind of ish. Yeah. But isn't there one more right, Spider-Man film we've not covered? Because you know we got the the actual Marvel Marvel Spider-Man film. Yeah, but that's 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 part of our Marvel series. So we could technically, to do this correctly, we should close down this series, reopen Marvel, and do a Spider-Man film. And it will be totally different because it's not our Spider-Man series. Yeah, but, you know... It could be an offshoot. It would be a web shoot. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Spider-Man though, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Really? What, what do Marvel know about Spider-Man? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, Mar- me Marvel... When's, when's, last, when's the next time we're going to get through... Well, when's the next Marvel film going to be released? I mean, let's face it, we don't know at this point. Get to the cinema again. Oh my god! When when they let out Black Widow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's released on Disney Plus for thirty quid. Yeah. <laughs> Great, and we'll have to spend quite a lot of fucking money apparently <laughs> to, to cover it. But there yeah, you go. I know. Ah, we'll we'll do the. And I was on social media today. Somebody went to go and see. Spectre at the cinema in Canada. It cost them all of like three dollars, three Canadian dollars. Oh my god! I saw that because Neil said what? what well, I think it's like three ninety nine or something. No, like that. no, it was two in Canadian dollars. So I looked it up, and it's uh, today's money. That's one pound sixty nine. <laughs> new money. <laughs> in today's money, I didn't mean new money. I mean today's exchange rate. <laughs> in today's exchange rate, and I, I don't mean discounting tanners and shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's that in real money? So we're we're going to That's officially. Like cinema ticket ever? Oh my god! <gasps> Sorry, I just wanted to show some empathy there. <gasps> <gasps> right. Oh, mind so... you, I was looking at um, 
obviously Tenet is coming to cinemas. Um, and I think I'll like, well, two local audience near where I am, one in Andover, one in Salisbury. Salisbury hasn't reopened yet. Andover is reopening soon, next week, I think. Soon? soon? No, I, I couldn't remember if it's this week or next week. Um, but I do think it's next week. Well, our, view, um, our view opens on the 21st. So if it, oh, if, coming if, soon. It's, if it's similar. City World's already open. And I think they're charging something like, because Andover's quite, it's, I say new, it's not brand new, but it's relatively new, it's in the last decade. Um, and it's like £5 something, which is super, super cheap. And I'm like, fucking bloody hell, you know. I'll pay 3 If that doesn't tempt you in. I, I, pay, I pay 3 99 to get anyway. Well, that's it. But I just think it's quite easy. It is quite expensive to go to a cinema, especially for like for like Tenet or you know what is meant to be a big blockbuster film. Because um, I mean, I think at th- this cinema ten- prices tend to be a little bit lower anyway because it is a new a newer cinema. Whereas like Salisbury, for example, it's it's, it's a listed building, so I think it's something like Grade One at the front and Grade Two at the back, or the other way round. Um, but it's Grade One and Grade Two listed. Um, and plus, obviously, some some chains some cinema chains um they load on a premium as well if you're going to see like a blockbuster movie sort of like bond or star wars or you know of that ilk um and they, they don't seem to kind of do that at the moment they just kind of you just paying like a, a flat rate for example it's going to be slightly mm-hmm. higher but i, I think there's an know, awful lot of um i mean there's one or two new films but there's an awful lot of like the dark knights being shown a couple of the yeah, a lot of classic movies, films. A lot of movies being released like inception yeah. was recently released lots of classic movies being shown which is really amazing mm-hmm. like um star wars movies classic Star Wars movies being re-released yeah Empire I probably Stop won't go just yet but that's by the by but I kind of thought wow that's really cheap you know three dollars know, I, I, just, or five I, have, I have this price. feeling I'll crack I have I, at the moment I'm not desperate to go back but I know me I'll crack after a couple of weeks but we'll see we'll play if, um, it by if yeah. Bond comes out in November I might we'll see what happens but I'm I'm sort of gathering data and getting opinions from other people at the moment. I still think they'd be crazy too, but we'll see. Well, I mean, if everyone we know is going and no one catches it after a few, you know, then eventually it'll be, well, like, that's an acceptable level of risk. Well, this is kind of, of, because I know a few people who have been so far and they said that, you know, it's been kind of like them and a handful of other people and, you know, social distancing has been adhered to. Um, people who want face coverings, for example, we all decide have been in place. So I'm a little bit like, I'd wait and see, get some information. Well, yeah, but if we all decide it's safe and all go back, then suddenly social distancing does become harder and stuff. So, Well, it is... does. This is it. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, it, uh, yeah, it, it but the bottom line is, I thought feeling time was cheap. <laughs> that, that, that's the problem, though. It can never last forever. You can, you know, can only maintain it for x amount of time and at what, at what point yeah, do, like do you say it? oh this is okay now do you know it's like well the more people, yeah, the more line, people the more people go out and don't catch it there'll yeah. be there's it grows complacency which grows the sort of behaviors that's more likely to spread it so it's a bit it is a tough one but it, anyway it is yeah i mean you kind of sort of like you know there's always going to be the risk of being too slow of it as well you know it's like well if no, if everyone goes out and doesn't get catch it, and then but still maintain social distance, then it's like, well, we need to still maintain social distancing. Do you know what I mean? It could, you know, it could be like, it's, it's hard, it's hard, but end of day, it's not much you can do about it. Yeah, that's one of those things. When it's you know, everyone could basically do sex is going to become like playing a long shot in snooker. You're just, you're just gonna need like a rest, <laughs> an extension, an extension, not that kind of rest. Yeah, don't you don't need a referee there with white gloves on to hand it to you. But like, <laughs> excuse me, you're getting too intimate. 
Anyway, yeah, sorry, sorry with my deeply realistic sex stories there. Um, <laughs> as for social media, you can find me at the Pastor Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Cinematronics. You can also find all the old episodes at Cinematronics.co.uk. And you can find us on Twitter at Expected Talk. You can also find us on Facebook, also Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, wherever you pick up your podcasts from. Um, too many P sounds in that sentence. But yeah, don't forget whichever platform you can find us on. Don't forget to rate us, review us, to like us, and share us. And you can also okay. drop us an email if you want to. Um, if you're a Nigerian print, I'd like to share all your monies. Um, expect to talk at gmail.com. Even if you're not a Nigerian print and would just like to say hello, please do come and say hello. I, uh, I've been on an episode of Pick Up a Podcast, but there you go. You have? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, about 18 months ago. Anyway, I didn't actually um, realise that was a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> well, it, 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 well, if it wasn't, I was deluding myself for an it's evening. Part of the Tony Black Network. <laughs> the Tony Black Network. That's not what it's called. Wait, he's got like a network of podcasts, hasn't he? He does so many different Way podcasts. Yeah. That was it. Uh, okay, so um, I was going te- to pop. I generally, you know, meant that in a nice way. He does have so many on the go. He's Te- a, yeah. Technically, we're uh, done with Spider Man, but we're not done with Spider Man, which means Becca. Do you expect to talk or return with Far From Home?